Hey, Northwest Arkansas. Welcome to another episode of Hey, Hey, NWA. Currently, I am not in what we affectionately call the studio, aka my house. I'm actually home at my parents' house because guess what? It is Labor Day weekend. So I have driven down to Dallas and Zach is Labor Daying in Nashville. And so we are piecing this episode together so far apart. But nevertheless, we are giving it to you today. And this episode, we're very excited to release. This was such a fun interview to do. It is with the creators and participants in the adult storytelling show, That's What She Said. Now, if you're helplessly giggling to yourself and thinking, haha, that's what she said, isn't that just a funny phrase that Michael Scott says? Yes, you are right. But also, That's What She Said is an adult storytelling platform where people from this cast of That's What She Said, but also community members tell embarrassing, hilarious stories about themselves revolving around a certain theme. Now, they have a podcast that they have, which is how we got connected with them in the first place or heard of them in the first place, but they have live shows that they do around Fayetteville. So, um, in order to plug that, they are having this deal right now where you can get five of their tickets for $4.00. And they throw in a t-shirt, and it's all for the price of $60, which is awesome. I've already taken advantage of it. You guys should, too. And hopefully this podcast will sell you on why it's there's such a fun group to listen to. We, we just kick it uh, in this interview. We talk about a lot of awesome, fun, um, embarrassing stories. That's, that's really the goal of That's What She Said, is to tell embarrassing stories. Um, But they're good stories. So we talk a little bit about the art of storytelling and kind of the medium of a live performance of storytelling that isn't necessarily comedy, but it is comedic storytelling. Also, we talk a little bit about their next season, Um, more embarrassing stories like, listen, listen for this, they caught a speaker on fire at one of their shows. It's not because there's some like hair metal band that's just so intense and raw that they caught it on fire. It was just an accident. And um, also we talk about how Lee is basically a black cat um, when it comes to unfortunate happenings. So all of that and more um, is coming up in this conversation. Honestly, this was just such a fun interview. We actually got to sit in NPR's studio for this one and use their equipment. So shout out to them for allowing us to use their equipment. So without further ado, here are Lee Wood and Amber Forbes of That's What She Said, and I really hope you enjoy this one. Hey, Northwest Arkansas. Welcome back to another episode of Hey, Hey, NWA. And Peyton and I are currently sitting in the KUAF studio like professionals or something, um, albeit we are not, <laughs> uh, with the creators of That's What She Said, Amber Forbis and Lee Wood. Hi. Hello. Hey, there they are. <laughs> Welcome to our show where you are in our very fancy studio hanging out. Yeah. I don't think it's our us. fancy studio. It's Just actually disclaimer. It's Lee actually, owns it. It's Lee's fancy studio. I don't own it either, but that's cool. I'll take it. Perfect. Perfect. We all own it. It's public. There you go. It's publicly oh, owned. Nice. I love public public radio. Public radio? <laughs> public radio. Excellent. Very good. So, so uh, Amber and Lee are friends of ours, and we've talked about them on the show before because we love them very much. They're our podcast friends. Yes. Um, and we met them back, was it April? March, yes. April? April 29th. Uh, April 29th. Oh, it was. Wow. The, f- the, the flood of Fayetteville. The flood of Fayetteville. Yep. Notorious. That fateful day. Indeed. Um, so we met them in, back in April, April 29th, clearly. Um, at a show they did called, um, what was the name of that show? I said it 10 seconds Getting ago. Getting Whipped by the Bible Belt. Getting Whipped. Go to Hell. Go, Go to, to hell. hell. Getting Whipped by the Bible Belt. Lee, good job. Man, <laughs> yeah. all of it. Yeah. All sorry. the information. Anyway, go. so we met them back then and introduced ourselves and we're really excited about what they were doing and we wanted to share them and their story and what they're doing in Northwest Arkansas with you all. Um, 
they are much more popular than us, but we... Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we may operate in different corners, but uh, they're doing a really great thing down here in Fayetteville, and we want to share them with all of our friends. So thanks. Um, we're going to let them tell their story and get into some conversation. And so, Peyton, why don't you kick us off? Yeah, so let's talk about the thing you do. What is... That's what she said, besides a wonderful, funny phrase. It's a, it is a funny phrase. It's also the name of our storytelling show. It's a live storytelling show here in Fayetteville. We're about to start our third season. Um, usually the stories are all true, told live. We try to make them funny. Um, they to can, varying degrees to, of success. Sometimes that works, sometimes not. Um, but we're getting, I think we're, we're getting a little better. Yeah. We're figuring out at least how to do things and give ourselves more time and be more organized. There you go. So it that's takes about. a lot of yeah time and work to seem spontaneous and funny. <laughs> I think that's like yeah. the lesson we've learned. Yeah, improv is a practice. Yeah, thing. yeah, Absolutely. and we don't do it. <laughs> it's not. It's not improv. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, we started. Um, it was in the fall of of 2014 is that right because we had our first show in this uh in like december december 15 15 15 yes and it was like a um it was a small intimate friends show because we didn't want to get our feelings hurt if we were bad Mm. right so like 30 uh sorry family and friends came we told our stories it went off really well we thought maybe we could do this again. Yeah. Um, and then a couple of months later, did it again at a larger venue for lots of people. Yeah, there was about maybe 60 yeah. people there. Yeah. We doubled. Felt like a, a it big felt like crowd. a lot more. You guys yeah. have a lot of friends. Amber does. Oh, okay. That's yeah. the catch. And Sunshine. And Sunshine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we all have lots of friends, but they, they've been good about coming. This is true. There's like a, you guys are really good at, at rallying people to come see or guilting well that works. <laughs> but that's manipulating equally Never. beautiful it yeah. works it works um so yes and that was sort of the beginning and we did um we've done two seasons we we sort of mirror the school year so we take a break in the summer so we've been on break we're about to start season three in september september 16th yes horrible bosses too woo so woo. that's an example of the kind of stories that you're telling so you guys are a comedy kind of storytelling, correct? Yes. yes. Okay. It's, I mean, I haven't funny. heard it's anything funny. that's like not comedy. So I'm just, you know, kind of putting a blanket over that. Sure. Uh, who's fair. A, whose brainchild is that's what she said? Amber Forbes. It was Ooh. an it was an orgy of <laughs> brain work. There you go. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Let's see. In the beginning. I so I reached out to Lee, and then we reached out to Harrison, and then we reached out to Sunshine, and then we knew Rebecca should be involved, and then uh, Ben Manat Ben Manat came on board, yeah, who we did not know no, before, yeah, and he's been so funny, some gold good for us, God. It was a good find, yeah. So it's it was organic. It was like, you know, Amber got into going to a show called The Monty in mm-hmm. North Carolina. And that's kind of like the bug of going to live storytelling shows. Those are those are real life stories. Yeah. Right. So that kind of thing. You're a writer. have always Ish. been. Yeah. And so I think I can see how that was appealing and, and how you were like, I think we should do this. And also the people we know have really funny stories. Yes. I don't know what it is. That says about us, and I don't know if I really want to analyze it that deeply. I but know. Like, it's weird. Really funny, ridiculous things happen to us, or we're, we witness them. So I remember you saying, like, we have just as funny stories as these people over here. We can do yes. this. And it's proven to be true. Like, organically, as, we, as we, we gather up our group of friends, and then those people's friends are people that they know, and kind of building this group of people. And they, they're great writers and they're great performers and they have ridiculous stories to tell and they were all just sitting there waiting to be tapped it's true yeah (laughs) it's true yeah okay so oh and very important to note it's not all ladies and that's what she said business no that's not what that means okay (laughs) 
It's a dirty joke. <laughs> it's not a lady show. Anybody can tell a dirty joke. Exactly. Yeah. That's so empowering. There, there are dudes. There are dudes. There are dudes. Yeah. I mean, embarrassing things happen to dudes, too. So mm-hmm. there you go. Well, that's what I found so funny about you guys' show when we came to see you was you're telling on yourselves. Always. Yes. It's like yeah. the, the center of the show is not, here's someone I knew that this thing happened to. It is, here's some embarrassing nonsense about me. Right. Here is my dirty, dirty laundry. Yes. My skeleton's in the closet. Yep. And that's what having a bunch of old friends together will do because you can't escape it. Mm. You know, we'll sit around and be like, remember that time that happened to you? <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> we, we, we have built a theme just for you to tell that story. Sometimes, so you, yes. You can't act like you don't have a story to tell because when it comes to crazy grandmas because we know you're crazy grandma. Right. Wait, so you've yeah. built a show around like, hey, I know you have a crazy grandma story, so we're going to just do a grandma we crazy grandma story. We built daddy issues because of Rebecca. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because yeah. we knew Rebecca's father's story was just the most insane thing that's ever happened. And you have to tell that story. And yeah. then it got more insane. Yeah, absolutely. That story just kept going, and then there was, we had to make a podcast. I mean, it just, it never stops. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's a good instance of, like, we know it, we know that it exists, and it's worth finding four other people that can cobble together dad stories just for that one story to be told. <laughs> right. To yeah. Yeah. Just as background noise, basically, <laughs> to the real show, which yeah. is... A nightmare. A nightmare, yeah. And, so, and, and that'll happen, sometimes we'll have... An idea, you know, an idea for a show, and then suddenly somebody will just come out of the gate with something that's just what? Well, because you guys aren't exclusive in your group, you're open to new people coming in. Mm-hmm. And oh yeah, absolutely, yeah. telling stories. Yeah, yeah. There was a great example of this. We just had a meeting not that long ago when we're sort of getting together, getting ready for the new season. We're in, and we invited everybody who had expressed interest in being a new storyteller for the season it's kind of a get to know you and like let's talk about the themes and let's talk about the process and all this stuff and one of the themes that we have this season is strippers so we're like all right well who you know who has a good stripper story because everybody's got a stripper story turns out yes yes but then one of the new people there is like well I was a stripper for 24 hours, and we're like, obviously, you're going to be welcome in show. to that's what she said. You're in, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So what? you just never know. Yeah, it's just golden nuggets fall into your lap all the time. How do you make that transition from this is a story I tell to my friends in the privacy of my own home to I'm now going to stand on a stage in front of 60 people and tell this story about myself that only my closest and tight-lipped friends would ever hear about? That's a really good question. It is. I don't know It involves a lot of coercion, generally. (laughs) And also telling, letting people know that just because, you know, sometimes it's like, well, it was just this one thing that happened this one night. And so we always have to say, okay, well, something happened right before that and something happened after that. And so we build around it like that to get the story. Getting them up there sometimes, (laughs) you know. It can be like a, there's a lack of you have to have some sort of lack of decency. Shame. I don't know. Yeah, yeah shame. Like, it's it's I don't know. Was, is there like a round of shots that's done before every show? No, not formally. Mm. After, yeah, after. <laughs> Everyone individually take your shots and yeah. circle back. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of. I mean, I'm not kidding when I'm saying like there's a lot of work and a lot of preparedness and. To seem as casual as you are, you really don't. I kind of learned this lesson because I would sort of drink and try to get loose and then learned like, "Eh, it's actually better if you keep it together and then you can celebrate that you've done well. Mm -hmm. But but that I think that comes with getting up there and doing it. And that's the benefit of us starting our third season. We've had two seasons to really get comfortable on stage. Most of the readers that are going to be coming back are comfortable at this point. Mm -hmm. So it takes a while. It's hard. Early on, did you have people who wouldn't make eye contact with you after shows? Just like, oh, Oh, no, like... Me, I won't look at anybody. I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it depends on which story you just told. Yeah, it's true. (laughs) Now, Lee, you mentioned preparation for these stories. I can understand why it might take some preparation just to get your guts together to uh, stand up on a stage like that. But you guys practice. Yeah. Yeah, there's a, it's kind of a multi-step process. There's a 
because there's a writing process that happens first, uh-huh. like exactly what Amber was just talking about, like understanding that that this funny thing happened, but is there a beginning and a middle and an end to what happened? And can you, because generally, usually uh, these things have something else to do that's larger in your life. Like mm-hmm. there's a touchstone that had to do, you know, with a relationship or with your growing up or something. And that's makes it a more meaningful story. So putting it in that context, writing it out, making it funny, and then at a certain point when we feel comfortable with that, then the rehearsal process starts. And it's like, all right, well, you got to memorize this and you got to get up and you have to tell it uh, like you wrote it and you have to have it memorized. And then you also have to be funny. Hmm. So it's tough. It takes a, it takes a lot of work. It takes dedication. I feel like I'm, uh, Peek, letting people peek behind the curtain, and I shouldn't, but Uh-oh. right, yeah, close it right up. <laughs> Pay no attention to the no. The man we're drunk, there. hilarious clowns. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Two yeah. things can be true at once. This is true. <laughs> drunk clowns work hard. Yeah, <laughs> they that's what my paycheck. business card exactly. says. Yeah, that's what your business card says. A drunk clown that works hard. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so why story? What was it about story? I mean, Amber. You know, you bumped up against that show in North Carolina. Right. Why, for you, was story the thing? Like, why did you want to recreate something like that here? That's a good question. I, uh, first of all, there wasn't anything here. Okay. So there was, there was an opening for, well, there's nothing around, and that was fun. Um, But when I would go to those shows, one thing that would stand out is that some of the stories, it was, it was a little inconsistent. For my tastes, you might go and hear a really funny, interesting story. You would always hear an interesting story because they do their homework and they they are very professional about it. But sometimes it would be like a trip to Bummerville, you know, and you'd be a Friday night and you having a glass of wine and then someone hits you with something that that's not why I came out and got a babysitter, you know, was my <laughs> feeling. Right. Now, and I started thinking, oh, sorry. Were those themed as well? Yes. Okay. Um, and then I started thinking, well, what would be funny if all the stories were hilarious? That would be really fun, but also really challenging. We, got, we knew that from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, but, again, you find that, you know, when you're this kind of idiot, like there's just an endless <laughs> well of things that, you know, that, you've, that have happened or that you've done and we consistently, like people of the group, have over and over done some of the same things, just in a different way, in a different age. It's true. Idiots. It's and so, so sad. Yeah. And so you can just keep tapping into it. Yep. Well, and the magic thing about life is that you can continue to do stupid things, like after you've you know, told a story. So, so you're Horrible Bosses, this is round two. Right. So you, know, you could tell a story in Horrible Bosses round one and then be like, wait. I have a stupid thing that I've done. Oh yeah. For round two. So bring on round two. So it's like this can go on just forever and ever. Oh yeah. I mean, Lee handmade a story last year that we're waiting to tell this year. It was in May. It was in May. It was this year. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> and that was we're great. ready. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, this is happening every day. <laughs> I do it for you. Amber. I know. I love you for it. <laughs> Thanks. I, I can't help but imagine that if I were to ever do something like this, I would have some recovered memories that mm. I may have put to rest a long time ago. You would. Um, hearing other people's stories and that being like, oh, I totally forgot that this yeah. happened. Something similar to me, and I've suppressed that and stuck that in a box in the corner and not reapproached it because for whatever reason. Well, and then we make you work it over so much that – and ask so many questions that it really becomes very fresh. And sometimes, to be completely honest, it can be kind of painful. Mm. People have yeah. certainly run into, that was funny, but everything around it was not funny. Right. Yeah. And, and it, can, it, can, it can block you. Like, it can be really hard to write it, or it can be really hard to get up and perform it, because there's something that's just, that made you put it in a box and put it away, you know, and getting it back out. You're like, Oh, I remember why. And Mm. yeah, there's a lot of uh, sort of therapy that goes on. Uh, sometimes not sometimes it's because I got drunk and it's just a ridiculous (laughs) farce, but sometimes there are things attached to it 
Well, I mean, difficult. if you think about the themes that you guys do, like daddy issues, like siblings, mm-hmm. getting whipped by the Bible Belt, those are very intimate parts of people's lives. Yes. Yeah. So I totally understand that. Family is a, we keep not learning the lesson that family's tough. It's a tough yeah. show to put together. It it's We're smart enough to not do mom stories. We're not doing Like, mom, we're no. like, we're not going close to mom right. stories. Mm. Yeah. It would push people off a cliff after what we've seen with siblings and dads. Yeah, so. it would be a little much, I think. Yeah. How how have your families responded? Like, <laughs> Amber, you have kids. Like, I have know. they heard these stories? Wait they, no, no. Okay. They have not heard these stories. Uh-oh. Are they, um, like, prohibited from listening? You know, they... They're not interested. They're not interested at all. Yeah, that's the nice thing. It's like, what? What are you doing? Sounds dumb. Okay, but for example, your siblings, for example, siblings want to know what's up. And I see that you're doing this show. What's she about to say about me? Oh, yeah. Right. My brothers were like, where's the the video? I was like, we didn't video it. No video. Which is a lie. But we're not not (laughs) making it available. No. Uh, they're like, well, send us the, you know, send us the story, the transcript. I'm like, I, I think I've deleted it. I think I burned it. it. I, mean, I don't think I know where it right. is. No, no, you can't. I'm sorry, but right. you can't. You don't Should've get come. to go. Yeah, if you want to see it, come in the room. Right. I mean, there are certain people whose families do come to the show. I'm, uh, my mind's blown by this. Your sisters are part of the show. At least one of your sisters is. Yeah. So that's nice. You've got some like built in. Yeah, my, one of my sisters has been in the show several times. Yeah. Um, And my parents usually come. Now, there's been shows that we have said like, don't, don't do it. Don't do it to yourself. You just don't want to hear You don't want to hear it. Said. Yeah. And they say, okay. Oh, wow. We, do, we don't want to hear it. And I pretend, and my parents do too, that none of this exists. It's great. We have, a, <laughs> we have like a mutual... Oh. Sort of like, what? What is that? Okay. I don't know. Let's go into something else. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> you don't bring it up at family reunions and whatnot? No. Oh, that's shocking. I know. Yeah. We're just going to keep on not talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> Categorize it with religion and politics around the dinner table. Yeah, pretty much. Gotcha. Yes. Yeah. But beyond family, you also have friends that you run around with who maybe have not known you for 10, 15 years when some of these stories have taken place. How do they respond? Are they into it? Are they like, oh, Lee, that was Lee back in the day? If anything, there might be some like, I don't know if I really want to hang out with you because you're going to tell a group full of people what I will do. You know, the thing that's interesting, it's not exactly what you're talking about, but we have learned our lesson, though, about just straight up talking about people and using their names Mm -hmm. on stage and that person being in the audience (laughs) and that Mm. coming back around to the storyteller. So we I think we just like we're we had night, you know, we were naive and we were cavalier because we were doing well and we just wanted to keep with what was going really well and. But we've definitely been reminded, like, it's a small area. And so we have to be careful now about if we're talking about someone else other than ourselves, that we need to really build some anonymity into it. Mm -hmm. Um, Because it's come back to us a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah. Or get permission. Or get permission. Yeah. If you have a really good friend that's like, sure, do it. I'm like, yes. And keep that friend around because that's (laughs) awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And then call them out from stage like, hey, that's, that's, that's happened. You. Oh, I've done that before. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think Zach is really curious about all this because he's just put himself in your shoes in his mind. You're like, what if I were to be Zach, do you want to do it? No, well, no. Like, oh, I don't know. I feel like you should. Oh, man. I don't feel like I have enough Buckwild stories you know, everybody share. says that, and then I've got boxes in corners. Sit down, yeah, <laughs> if you sit down and like have a beer with lots of people, yeah, something comes, comes out. out that's whoa. You know, <laughs> that'd be a great story. Oh, mm-hmm. Generally, people say, and it's staying with me. So back up. But <laughs> sometimes, sometimes you can talk them into sometimes it. Sometimes you can talk them into it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Why not? I don't know. I think I'm missing something. Because to me, I'm like, that's so funny. Uh If it's funny, people need to hear it. 
Like everybody does has done embarrassing things. Sure. Why be embarrassed? I don't know. There's embarrassing things that happen to everybody. Yeah. Like I, don't I know. think maybe it's just being maybe you're like me and you're just numb because if you've been embarrassing yourself for so long, oh, yeah, like you, you have to just develop a tolerance for uh, it. Sure. You're not going to just keep being horrified by that, no. like because yeah. you've moved on to the next thing that you did. And you right. think to yourself, this is what normal people are like, right? I'm normal. Everybody, everybody does this. Everybody tells the most embarrassing stories. And gen- well. Yeah. They don't tell them always, but I, there's a lot of recognition in the audience for stories where things, they'll, people will come up afterward and say like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Some of the most horrible things. I mean, the, the worst thing that, that I've ever talked about, immediately three people came up and said, I either did that or that happened to me. Mm. So that was nice because I was having a panic attack. Right. And so that was good. Solidarity. Feel better. Yeah. Solidarity. Yeah, exactly. Stuff. And the audience is generally... I've never seen actually any evidence otherwise. They're really supportive. They're in your mm-hmm. corner. Mm-hmm. They want you to succeed and to get through it. You know, no one but my dad is heckling anyone. <laughs> <laughs> and who cares about him heckling? I really like it when Lee he's likes at it. shows. Yeah. I love it. No, it's great. It's like what you were saying. It's like the 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 experience that you had as an audience member. You've it's a it's a Friday Saturday night. You like have a babysitter, you're having wine, you want to have a good time. They want to have a good time and they're there to have a good time. And they generally are really fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I I had a thought and it has escaped me. About a story you're going to tell? Absolutely. Yeah. I'm ready. <laughs> just came up with one right now. Fortunately, we're recording right now. You should just tell it. Well, that's what it is. That's what it is. It is the notion that in the age of the internet, everybody warns and says, if you say it on a microphone and put it on the internet, it's there forever. Or if you post it on Facebook, it's there forever. It, employers will see it or something. So I think I, I think for my own sake would be worried about how is this going to tarnish my reputation when it ends up in a public space? But I guess you guys reserve the right to not make it Public. It was for these people in this room at George's on one night. Yeah. If you weren't there, like, sorry, right? <laughs> you true. missed you missed your opportunity. Yeah. And even if four out of the five stories end up put, being put up, if anyone says, "I don't want this on the internet," then we absolutely honor that. Mm-hmm. We would never put something up that if they want it to just be that one night that they told that one group of people. Then that's it. Right. That's totally up to the performers. Right. So. You don't have to like sign away your story or something, you know. There's something that's that even makes that more exciting to me. Because if everything was available on the internet, then there's not really that incentive to be in the room. Mm. Like things happen in the room that you don't get to experience if you're just watching on the YouTube channel. So you have to be in the room. You Mm -hmm. have to be there to witness it. Because that's when I don't that's you get the, the really good stuff there. Well, and of course, the best stories, the storytellers like never for the internet. Yes, like, there's yes. something very intimate about a room full of people right. and how warm and ready they are to kind of receive the story. But the best ones, the ones that are that personal, almost always, whoever's telling them is saying, you may not put that on the internet. Right. Yeah. That's always going to happen. So you guys have this live show, but you also have a podcast. So how does your mentality change when you move from a storytelling live event that is not recorded to a podcast setting? Um, it's kind of evolving. I know that, I mean, when we first talked about creating a podcast, we understood that it as a, a different medium where we could do different things. Like it is, a, it's important to us to be funny in the live show. Like that's a kind of a promise we've made to ourselves. And at this point to the audience, like we want to be funny for you. The podcast gives us an opportunity to tell stories that don't necessarily work in the live performance mm. as well. Um, they may not be as hilariously funny. They might be more poignant or they might have something else, you know, that has to say. Or um, the one that I'm, that's going to come out for August is a great example. It's two people telling the story at the same time. So it just wouldn't work on stage. Right. Okay. Um, so it's a great conversation that unfolds um, as a story. So it's just something that fits better in that medium than doing a live performance you know you can be more conversational you can touch on things that aren't necessarily funny um you can be more analytic of the show itself 
which I really like to do. Be meta about it. We get pretty meta. Very yeah. good. Yeah. Drop some sweet tunes in between some talking bits. I try to. I try to pick tunes that I think are funny. I don't know if anybody gets it. <laughs> it's one of those things. It's like an exercise that you just do for yourself. And you're like, I don't know if anybody else is going to listen to this. You're like if, silently if, laughing in the corner to yourself. Yeah. Well, of course, if you can make yourself laugh. I, I think this goes back to the story. If this makes me laugh, maybe someone else out there might find it funny. You have a better chance. That's for sure. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's for but sure. no promise. Yeah, no kidding. No. Uh, but this one's funny. The one that's going to come out in August is funny. And, and it's, again, it's because it's funny people getting together and talking. So there's a lot of benefit of just knowing funny people. Gets you a long way. It does. Yeah. Are you sure you're not like a black cat of unfortunate happenings with your friends? You know, you make them experience funny stories. <laughs> She's the black cat. Mm. Amber is. Or Rebecca. Right. So I've known Amber... I've known Rebecca since I was like nine. She was my counselor at camp. Rebecca's a storyteller. No way. At the, <laughs> in the show. And then I met Amber. We went to the same camp, although I don't really, I think we ended up hanging out mostly after. I was working there. You were a camper. Yes. So you weren't, you were too cool to hang out with me. Way too cool. <laughs> so I've known them for a really long time. Uh, so anything that's embarrassing and horrible that I did in my youth is obviously their fault. Yeah. I just think we should just Early say that. Early influences. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. There's some pretty great pictures uh, from when I'm obviously too young to be hanging out with you guys. Yes. Trying so hard to be cool. And smoking cigarettes. Because you were. Hard. We loved you. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I wasn't too cool for you. I thought you were awesome. Thanks. Oh, that's so sweet. Thanks. But yes, I blame them. Okay. <laughs> right. Okay. I can't blame you for like everything I've done since I was like 18 to 38. No. That's on you me. You may not. Okay. You are legally an adult at that point. <laughs> exactly. Responsible for your 14 own 14 to actions. 18. Your Rebecca fault. Rebecca and I can take some responsibility for that. Yes. Yeah. The last 20 years, my <laughs> fault. Womp <laughs> womp. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You don't do embarrassing things. That's the thing, too, that we've come to find out is that you don't have a because I got drunk story. No, I don't. You don't really have a hookup story. I don't. You don't. It's like that love bite story last year was very embarrassing. Thank, and that was so golden. It made me so happy. When I do it, you do it I good. Do it. It's true. <laughs> These it's are not true. small embarrassments. And I still, I have, I have embarrassments that we just haven't had the right show yet. Uh, well, okay. I mean, I'm not done. Oh, I know you're not done. <laughs> I guess I know we have you're to not done. Theme a show around. Yeah. All of Amber's and Amber's. Oh, yeah. yeah. I just think of of the group, you you have the least embarrassing stories. Is it that stuff I've just happened? hidden them better, probably. <laughs> probably. Killed the witnesses. Is it that stuff happens to you? Is that what it is? Or like things go on around you? Yeah. I I think that I've always had a very particular kind of person that I'm prone to becoming friends with. Okay. And they embarrass themselves constantly or just act out regularly. And that is hilarious. And I never forget. And so <laughs> if they have any trouble recalling, hey. I can be there for you What's on up? that one. I'm yeah, here. I'm here. I can remember for you. God bless your memory. I know. It's a pretty good one. Yeah. See, it doesn't serve me well. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Amber's memory doesn't serve you well, no. or your memory doesn't serve My you well? My memory doesn't serve me well, and your memory doesn't <laughs> serve me well. But it serves the show really well. It does. So it's great. Good. It's true. And and we have people like Harrison's a good example of someone who just doesn't, he he often doesn't think he has a story, and then Amber will spend a little bit of time with him and like just coax it out of him and be like, well, yeah, here it is. Of course. He's like a jukebox. You just have to like, you have to press the right combination. You have to put the right amount of like alcohol or whatever food and eventually it starts coming out it starts coming out of him and it's glorious yeah it's almost always just glorious i know <laughs> and he's always like i don't think i have one and we're like okay, every time we're gonna find one we he find says it every time yeah it's a trope at this point it doesn't even <laughs> uh yeah it's like a challenge it's like all right right here we go we're gonna find it i mean i don't think it's that everyone necessarily does embarrassing things I don't I don't generally think that people should be embarrassed about the stories they tell. It's more that it's the situation, like whatever situation they may have 
got themselves into is very funny. Yes. And then sometimes how they react. Yes. Well, Horrible Bosses is a good example. None of these stories are really embarrassing about the individual that's telling it. They just are in a ridiculous situation of employment. Right. Which everyone has had. Right. I mean, that's why that's a really great theme, because everybody's been in this situation, and there's a power play issue going on, and so the way you react sometimes is goofy, or it's not the way you would normally react, and and it's just personalities, you know, clashing, or sometimes you get along great, and it's, so it's not, that's not necessarily about an embarrassing thing that the storyteller has done. Um, but it's just the circumstances being hilarious. Yeah, and yeah. relatable, and relatable. Yeah. That's I think that's one of the like strengths of you guys' show. Like showing up to getting whipped by the Bible Belt. I was like, oh, church camp Zach at fifteen. <laughs> oh no! Like, yeah. Ouch. There's other humans that also experience this. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So many. Yeah. It's good. It, that's that is one of the things that's really delightful about telling stories is that there's some common humanity that you end up sharing with people. It might be the most ridiculous thing that's yeah. ever happened, but some parts of it are other people have experienced too. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's one of my favorite parts of the whole thing. Yeah, the connection with the audience is the best. Mm-hmm. Which I can imagine circles back to this is why we want you to be in the room and not just listening to it or just watching it on video like Come have this camaraderie with us. Oh, yeah. Because I felt that when we were in the room was there is a camaraderie amongst these people here, like looking at each other. I don't like you're a stranger and I just made eye contact with you over what they just said on stage. Right. And like, yikes. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good. It's so good. It's a uh, something. It's like a exhale, like. Oh man, we are all, yes, we are all humans here. Like, it's usually like that. (laughs) It's not always like that. Well, it's not always like that for certain people because we had a table that left that Mm -hmm. night. We've had half a room leave before. Yeah, it doesn't always work for everybody. It does not always work. Telling what story? Mazafaza. Yeah, Rebecca's story about her father uh, made about a third of the audience leave. And then. And then I don't know if it was my story at the at the Bible Belt show, but we had a table of about twelve. Leave, yeah, yeah. does not feel good. Oh, well, no. I was MC, so it felt great because I just made fun of them right. when they, when they were true. gone. Uh-huh. You handled it very well. It made me. I was I was juvenile, and it felt de- delightful. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, we were at that show, and they just seemed like generally uninterested yeah. and like is that, that just a, the persona so is that worse for you to hear that they were generally uninterested or they hated it and they wanted to no that there are people who just generally aren't interested in being at wherever they are it's a weird thing to buy a ticket and show up though it, it is for a disinterested and to drive out into a flood yeah because it was a monsoon and like you had to you walk back out into life. the flood. Right, right. That, it's worse for me that they're disinterested. I that would, would be rather, much worse. Yeah, I Not would really. rather offend yeah. someone deeply to their core, and I'd be like, yes. Because <laughs> there's no way that some of it isn't offensive. Right. You know, it right. hits people wrong, or it, or it's too close to home for them, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and that's that's happened. Yeah. Which or, I guess is like a trapping of a good story is like, hey, you feel emotions about this. Whether they're good or bad, you feel feel it it's in there some up yeah. somewhere but and sometimes you don't want to feel it and you leave <laughs> you know or 12 people in the same or group. 12 of you feel it and leave like are it's we true. all feeling the same catharsis right run. now like oh no run <laughs> run leave. avoid your emotions <laughs> yeah so can you guys talk for a second about the community support you guys have received i know you guys have performed in a variety of venues mm-hmm. with people just opening their doors to you so I'm curious about just the community acceptance, I guess, that you saw by surprise. It was more than what I think both of us were expecting. Absolutely. Yeah, from the from the get-go. So we did. We bounced. We, we, we had our first show at um, Sunshine Salon, Shine, the, the family and friends show. Then we, we went to another larger venue, which is, was still sort of a family friends event. Although people came that weren't necessarily in our the friend group, right? Yeah, but the the, the venue was because of friends and family. Yeah, um, and then uh, 
Bordinos has, was amazing. Yeah, they really, they they became a really great home for us. For two seasons, we, that was probably the, that was where we so consistently performed and I think probably got to where we felt the most comfortable. But that's not to say that C4 was mm-hmm. really, really good to us, opened up and just really took care of us. Same yeah. as Bordino's. Um, stage 18 was really good to us. Yeah. Um, and in every way. And they, you know, that was, that's the best. Probably one of the, the best feelings about living in a town and realizing that they will rally around creative endeavors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to know the right people or right. have something, you know. Some in. Yeah, or some in. Like it's, people will help you if, if you go ask. Sometimes it's hard to go ask. And it's a hard thing to pitch. That's the thing. It really like is. this show is like it's not just com it's not a comedy act. Mm-hmm. It is storytelling, but that doesn't seem to quite convey exactly what it is. Um cuz there's there are some, you know, other storytelling shows that don't that just don't do what we do. And it's cuz there's a there's a group of us that mostly perform and that's not common for most storytelling shows. It's just an odd thing to explain. And so uh, it's been really wonderful that people have just kind of gotten it because mm-hmm. we do a bad job of explaining it. I do. Terrible. And and people have, have uh, spent the time to either come to shows or watch the things and like they got it and they were behind it. And that was really that was great. That that's been a huge thing to me because it's just a it's a hard thing to categorize for sure what what's going on. And it and also having a cast in a way, almost still makes it like, well, that a story, because storytelling shows generally are bringing up new people again and again from the community. And that's awesome. Um, and that is what we thought in the beginning that we would do. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were not people just banging down our door to come tell a story. Um, very few volunteers. Right. Um, some really great ones, but there weren't a whole lot. And so we kind of, ooh, we got to recycle. And I kept thinking, and I still do, like, oh, they're going to get so tired of us that if they have to see one more of oh, my stories or hairs, to. it's God. But um, it hasn't happened yet. No. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll know this when could it be, happens. Right. This could be the year that, yeah. No, it is. It's different. It's different. But it's been really nice. And even like, you know, uh, the, I feel like we really proved something to ourselves when we when we did a show in the back room of George's on val- Valentine's Day because we performed with stand-up comics. And it was like, I don't know if this is us and I don't know if we can do this. Yeah, it and, seemed like a weird marriage. Kind yeah. Of. Uh, but it worked and it was great. And it was by far the biggest crowd that we've ever had. And so that, to me personally, that was a like a breaking point where I was like, it doesn't matter what we call ourselves. Like we know what we're doing and we can do it. So that was good. And now sunrise stage is going to be amazing. Ooh. Yeah. That's the new venue. Yeah. And we're really excited about that because we're ready to have another home. That's a, you know, a little bit bigger and a little, you know, a little bit more appropriate. Like Bordino's, as amazing as it was, we had to do our own sound, which mm, we were really bad at. We had a speaker catch fire at Bordino's. That's in about the, the wor- middle of a show. <laughs> Worst thing. Like it's seriously, I don't. I feel even like weird saying it. You're a like, black cat. We almost killed everybody. I know. Oh, God, like, I know. Killed everybody. Was, or Talk we about- could have set the speakers. I mean, the sprinklers off. Yeah, like, that we was the big. Oh, it was. Oh, it's the worst. It was the worst. Talk about meta storytelling. I mean, we were yeah, at a show and nearly. Story killed humans that were there mm-hmm. destroyed <laughs> like, a beloved business that had done nothing but show us kindness yes, right. yeah. oh yay and of course we have insurance <laughs> <laughs> yeah so anyways but sunrise stage is like uh no it's like it like we said when we were looking at it and preparing like that it makes us look professional mm-hmm. it, we're really pleased with that yes we don't know what we'll do to ruin it we're not hauling in our own Burnt out speakers and <laughs> scratchy microphones. It's right. going to be 
put their stuff. Taping paper up onto the wall. We do tape paper up at the wall. Yeah. At Bordinos. We won't do that at Sunrise Stage. No, it's great. It's a beautiful venue. And I can't remember how many people it seats. I think it seats closing in on 130. Yeah. The sound system is like state of the art. They like, they didn't spare a penny in making the acoustics wonderful and beautiful. The sound of the room is incredible. And, uh, it's, it still feels intimate, like your all of your attention is going to be focused on the stage, which is great, um, because, again, we've performed in a lot of places that have bars, which we like, because we do want people to have fun and drink, but we don't really necessarily want to compete with bar talk or bar, you know, traffic. Right. So this is just a, it's a beautiful marriage. I think it's going to really work well. I'm yeah, because you, you do have a, uh, you want the attention of the audience, it's important for that and and given the unique you talked about the unique what is it we know but we don't know mm-hmm. or how to describe it or whatever it is I think it's also something that I found to like d- it demands attention of you also which is really really excellent when because I can tell it's being done well when someone you could be totally not paying attention and a storyteller say something and then turn and look to the stage like, excuse me, what was that? Right. One more time? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> what lots is this? of reasons that happens. Yeah. It's, oh, it's, but it's also really great to hear that you guys are getting the, into spaces that are well facilitating you and you're going to have a bigger space to fill up with more people. So and really comfortable chairs. And really great comfortable chairs, yep. which is crucial it is yeah because we make you sit in those chairs for a little while yeah so it's good to be comfortable yeah so speaking of those chairs and the new venue and almost killing people at Mm -hmm. your shows let's talk about some of your shows that you have coming up so what can people expect in season three all right horrible bosses 2 is the first show of the season september 16th right saturday um at sunrise stage and then we have strippers Mm-hmm. So excited! You have uh, strippers. We have strippers at Sunrise <laughs> Stage for that show. We, we have really. Well, we can't promise anything. Right. We're still talking right. about this. We have a volunteer. I'll, <laughs> I'll just say that. <laughs> That's true. Uh, November tenth is what I have for that Friday. Yeah. Friday night. It's That's the a Friday. only Friday night show. Yeah. With strippers. Um, and then we're doing Freshman Year, January thirteenth, mm-hmm. Saturday night. That's going to be a good one. I'm, I'm already excited. excited. About, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so fraught. Oh. oh, I know. It's so good. <laughs> and then uh, St. Patrick's Day, March 17th, we have hookups. It's good stuff. Good stuff. And then uh, uh, May 19th is the last show of the season, and it's One Bad Trip. Alrighty. So, now, yeah. is that, how is that interpreted? Any uh, way you want to. Yeah, it will be okay. interpreted in multiple ways. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So exciting. It is exciting. I like these. I'm, I'm pleased with these themes. Another difference from last season that I think will be a, a lot, hopefully, easier on everyone, audience and performers, is that we're just doing one night. One night, one show. So it takes a little pressure. We, you know, we often felt like the, the audience is divided. We're doing two different venues because we would do Bordinos on a Sunday night, and then Stage 18 would be like Friday night or Saturday night. Yeah. And it's just, it, it makes everything easier. And um, I think, except that we don't really get a, a rehearsal because yeah. we... When we do two nights, you can see in the first night, like, oh, that didn't work out. Um, Or sometimes the first night goes so well. And then the second night, you're just like, it doesn't, it just doesn't click as well. Yeah. I'm worried about that because you you always would have one better. (laughs) The one Absolutely. And now it's like you get one shot. That's it. Don't blow it. One shot. Uh Dang. Yeah. I don't know. No one's really bombed yet. I always say this, like I'm cursing us. I know, black hat. I know, yeah, that's true. I keep waiting for someone to just like start crying and run off stage <laughs> or something, which that's what I would do okay. if I forgot. Because the fear is, and it's very real, is that you're gonna, where was I? You know, ugh, some kind of moment. Yeah, just have it go out. You know, I bombed. Never mind. I take that back. I don't. I don't count it. No. I don't know. Oh, but you know which one she's talking about. Well, we've <laughs> talked about it a couple times because we, so we did, um, is it first? It's last night. Last night. Last night, up on the square, mm-hmm. uh, which is a great, the whole thing is wonderful. And we we were so excited to be a part of it. But I don't know that everyone that came in 
because you get a ticket for the whole thing and then you wander into whatever sounds interesting. Well, I don't think everyone knew what to expect. And so Lee was the, were you, did you MC or you were just the first storyteller? Just first up. And so they're just kind of looking at her like, <laughs> it's a really funny story, but they don't know. Am I supposed to laugh or feel sad that she's doing this? <laughs> like you just couldn't tell. They couldn't tell. And did, so, yeah. and, oh, and she was sick. I had shingles. She had shingles. Yikes. I wasn't going to say it, but. I was highly medicated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, yeah. It just didn't. Maybe in my mind, I was like, this is going great. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Look at me. Yeah. No, it shingles. It, funny. <laughs> I do think, yeah, there's a lot to be said for if, what the audience is expecting when they're going into this. Yeah. yeah. They need to be. Yeah. And that's why I think like descriptors like comedic are important for this thing because adult storytelling is like, it's adult storytelling. And that's how I was introduced to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I understood from knowing people who knew you all um, that it was like comedic. And you could even tell from some of the themes that getting whipped by the Bible Belt is like, there's going to be some fun Right. Stuff I mean, it would be a bummer if that wasn't a funny <laughs> show. No, that kidding. would just be terrible. Good Lord. Right. <laughs> Tales of child abuse. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean... I do think comedic is like important and maybe like to communicate like it's funny. Like don't worry, it is funny. It's funny. <laughs> so right, we it's try. true. Yeah. I guess there's always this hesitation to say oh, oh we're so funny. Right. Hmm. Dumb more sometimes. <laughs> you know, it kind of depends, but you just don't want to be you kn- I don't want to be have us ever be confused with stand up because right. it's just such a different animal mm-hmm. and I think it creates a different relationship with the audience a little bit. Yeah. And we don't want that. Right. Rather than people who show up to stand up say, make me laugh. Exactly. And this seems to be more like laugh with me about here's this stupid thing right. that I was a part of. Yeah. You all somehow. get it. You get it. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. There are definitely holding my stomach laughing parts like at the getting whipped by the Bible Belt, I was holding my stomach and laughing so hard at points that I was almost in tears. Good. Which was great. That's I, right. <laughs> it was awesome. Um, but like the whole of it is not a come laugh at this funny commentary that I have on our president. No. Right. So it's it's better. It's something else. Like you're saying, Lee, it's just it's hard it's to a categorize. Animal. I know. There's something also about it's funny because it's true mm-hmm. that really you can really see like the big laughs usually are the most truthful comments or moments or whatever of the story and there are stories that I mean we t- we talk a lot about and we try to prepare people when we when we get a new storyteller on that the last few rehearsals are awful because we are over it it's mm-hmm. not funny anymore chop chop get the story so we can go home and but there are always one or two, no matter how many times you hear it, it will make you laugh. Mm-hmm. And those are the ones that and I will say that for this show coming up, there are several that we cannot all get through it. Neither mm-hmm. the reader or the rest of us. And we're pretty well into it. We've written them. We're rehearsing. We've heard them. Oh, my God. Some of them are just. There's just certain, yeah. And there's so. certain people, too, that just the way they the way they do it. And they've gotten really good. Yeah. You know, and that's something that I'm really proud of is watching people as, as they've come through the seasons and just getting better and better. Their writing is better. Their performing is better. It's, it's really, really neat to watch. And that's why I'm so excited about this upcoming season because there's, there's more, there, there's fewer unknowns, mm-hmm. I think. I yeah. hope. Yeah, I hope so too. Unknown, uh, <laughs> not fine. Fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so kind of wrapping up. Uh, you guys have a promotion going on right now, correct? We do. We do. Lee, yeah. you say it, or I'll mess it up. Okay, <laughs> hold on. Okay. All right. It's a season pass, season three, tickets to all of the shows, five shows for the price of four, plus a "That's What She Said" T-shirt, which rules. 
It's a great T-shirt. They're, the the T-shirts are so good. They're so good. Awesome. We're really proud we are of the so, T-shirts. We searched so hard for these T-shirts. It took like eight months it really to make did. the T-shirts We happen. had very high standards about these T-shirts. <laughs> Holy. I know. Uh, I know. So I'm going to, yeah, we're going to sell the T-shirts a lot. But also, I mean, so what that means is you get it, the discounted price of, the, of each um, show ends up giving you a, a show for free basically. Awesome. Yeah. And it's a great deal because then you, you have them and you don't have to worry about it. You know, there's always sort of a scrambling at the end where it's like, I missed it. When's the next one? Am I on? Did you want to go? You just have it and Mm -hmm. you know, you mark it on your calendar. It's ready to go. Well, and I I think I remember uh, one of the shows got sold out that, or am I remembering it correctly? Yeah. I think our whip by the Bible belt one actually got sold out. Yep. Yep. Lots of them. I think we've got a little cocky and we're like, well, Right. Better get yours before they sell out. And then, like, the last, the very last show, not Crickets. sold out at all. Not sold out. <laughs> yeah. It was terrible. But it's good. Like, remember. Keeps you humble. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. But I do, I mean, the idea of the season pass is really nice uh, because you're getting, you know, uh, we would like to sort of give you a deal if you're going to buy into the entire season like that. Yeah. It's like kind of a benefit both ways. Uh, and like I said, you don't have to worry about the shows coming up because that happened all the time. People were like, when was it? And I missed it and all this stuff. So you get them, you're good to go. Sweet. Get your tickets in your cool, cool shirt. Yep. Oh, that shirt's so cool. It's so good. I can't, I mean, I wish I had it on it's right so now. Soft. <laughs> <laughs> so soft. Yeah. So where can people find your ticket sales and all of that stuff? Where can they go for your, to find you guys? TWSheSaid.com. It's like the home of everything. Yeah. You can find you can buy tickets there, you can buy the season pass there, you can learn about the performers there, you can watch past performances there, you can get the podcast there, you can get on our e newsletter mm-hmm. there. Like you can subscribe to you the email it. list. Yeah. You can do all of that stuff. It's it's uh, it's amazing. It's like a fully functional website. Yeah. <laughs> and if for some reason you don't you are still timid about maybe buying into season pass, go check out the podcast. The podcast is really excellent. Nice. Um, Thank you. I really, really have enjoyed those podcasts. And so, and some of them even were updates on stories that were told on stage, giving maybe more of a picture and you have more time to tell a story or whatnot. So go check those out. If you are still like, I don't know if this is for me or and you'll be able to get a better feel for this weird comedic adult storytelling thing that we are trying to exactly. put to words and we are finding it lost to do. And if you don't want to commit to anything too much, you, the single tickets are on sale too. Right. Right. That's true. Awesome. Well, Lee and Amber, thank you so much for joining us. You guys have been excellent. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Thank you so much. So glad. So happy. So glad. <laughs> So I don't know if it was apparent to anybody else, but the entire time I was laughing, and whenever I laugh during an interview, I try to get away from the mic. Um, so I tried really hard during this past interview, um, but honestly, I had such a good time. I was laughing, gosh, the entire time. Um, as you heard before, Zach and I got the chance to go to the That's What She Said show, um, specifically on the Getting Whipped by the Bible Belt um, performance, and it was it was so funny. Like Zach was saying, his sides were splitting. So were mine. We thoroughly enjoy them and we really hope you go out and support them. So with that, again, their website, if you'd like to follow all their stuff, and it's a very comprehensive website, honestly, if you want to read about them, if you want to see when their shows are, if you want to see past shows, podcasts, meet the cast, all of that business, that is at TWSheSaid.com. Again, that's TWSheSaid.com. Now, their next show is coming up on uh, this uh, Saturday, September 16th, just as a reminder. And their next show, and that's Horrible Bosses. Um, Their next show after that is going to be in November, and that is Strippers, and then in January, you have freshman year. In March, you have hookups. And one bad trip is in May. Again, they follow the school year. So keep your eyes peeled as your kiddos are in school if you have any. Or if you don't have kids while the traffic's bad. So with all of that, we really hope you support them. They're our friends. They're hilarious. They make good content. Support them. 
And also, if you'd like to support us, you can follow our Facebook page, Hey Hey NWA Podcast on Facebook, and then Hey Hey NWA Podcast with no underscores or spaces on Instagram. Also, we have a Patreon available. And yeah, so without further ado, that's the jam. And thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a fantastic Labor Day. Don't get too sunburnt. Bye. We had, um, oh, I feel like I'm. Take a drink of water. Okay, I feel like I'm being a Math, mouth. I feel very. <laughs> <laughs> Class. I'm going to drink some. Ice cream ice juice. Ice cream milk. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, gross. You're going to have it in. <laughs> drink your water, Leah. Lee. Leah's my sister. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. We're all professionals Can you cut here. This? Oh, hell yeah. Absolutely not. This is the best part. <laughs> this is the best bit.